Good morning, wonderful world. Welcome back to Enter the Metaverse. Today on our podcast, we have special guest David Winters. David has a lot of experience in the study of science and microbiology to understand what is beneath the surface of life. He also has a master's degree in microbiology. It's a hard word. In the late 90s, David had a pre-midlife spiritual awakening. David considers himself an empath, and he also struggles with the sensitivity of an empath uh, and the sensitive nature, which brought on a lot of anxiety and confusion in his life where he questioned what what gifts he carries and what is his purpose, I guess. Uh, David is passionate David is a passionate earth lover, lover, spiritual teacher. He teaches how magic and ancient wisdom is an essential healing, is essential for healing of the world. So welcome, David, to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. David actually led a meditation before the podcast and... It was absolutely beautiful, and it grounded me, and I'm I'm excited to what we have to talk about today. So, David, where would you like to start? Well, today, what I wanted to focus on is part of my spiritual awakening process and how I came to understand my starseed past. That is, being actually in a past life, being from... A planet other than earth all right so for those who are are not familiar with starseed past or starseed past lives or what a starseed is could you break it down for them a starseed is actually someone who has lived somewhere other than the earth in some lifetime at some point on their soul journey. So there are um, beings in other dimensions that live on other planets or on stars that um, occasionally they are sent people, these people or beings are sent to earth for specific reasons. Um, in my case, it was that there was something going on on the planet, on the star that I was on, that was disruptive. There was, um, you know, physical manifestations of major disruption. And I was shown that I had to be sent to earth to survive. Yeah. So my, my understanding, that's a very great way to explain it. Uh, my understanding of star seeds is, if if you already believe in reincarnation, it makes it a lot easier to understand how a star seed works. So, like we we reincarnate on different planets in the solar system, and we chose to reincarnate here, and we we live many lives, and we we're trying to accomplish our mission while we're here. Is, does that resonate with you? It does. And being on the earth is just such a 
learning experience it's like we come here to to learn lessons and we come here to evolve and to grow and so you know part part of the journey from another planet or another star is to come to earth to learn the lessons that you need to learn for your soul awakening and and ascension basically yes now some people some of our listeners might not know that there are different types of origins do you know what origin you resonate with the most or like do you know of any origins that maybe might not be mainstream well years ago i think it was in 2015 i had a woman who was very psychic who was like a spiritual mentor for a few, for like three months she she told me i was from the sirius star system and um as i explain my story today it will be very clear that that's um one of the stars in the sirius star system sirius b is where i came from sirius b now the north star is that i was told i'm not sure if i'm it's correct is the north star that we see from earth is that the same star in that star system that's a really good question and i i honestly don't know um i just know that the serious serious star which is serious a is one of the brightest stars in our solar system because of its proximity to to earth and to the sun um yeah yeah, yeah that's what i heard too yeah, it's neat. one of the brightest now i resonate i thought i resonated with sirius myself until i had an experience where i was more confirmed that i was a palladian starseed okay which, which is interesting because i also think that when we talk about multi-dimensional beings it doesn't limit you to only one star seed origin you know because like yes the word multi-dimensional claims that you could have been syrian you could have been palladian but i don't know i don't know where i'm originally from that's i would think palladian now that i've researched researched a little bit more mm -hmm. i hope i am i am a star seed i can't confirm 100 because i haven't had too many experiences like i don't have past dream recalls or stuff like that so okay yeah yeah that's very possible you could be more from from more than one star or constellation system yeah absolutely yeah so i want to get a little bit backstory because you said you had a spiritual awakening in the 90s now what were you going through what was going through your head how did it how did it come to fruition well in the late it was in the late 90s and um it was slow and developing i would say so there were some things that happened to me in the 90s that were um you know um shock kind of a shock to your, to my system it's like um i was living in upstate new york at the time and i um was um basically there was a fire at my house and um <clears throat> it was like my life was on fire and i needed to um understand what was happening 
And it was, it had to do with this grill and I had the, I had this grill going and it was burning coals and I, I had buried the coals next to the house. Um, and it actually, the heat transferred through the ground to this uh, wooden uh, cellar door and it caught on fire and, and it was like my whole house almost burned down and it was just like such a shock that, that, that happened. And it was like something that I did that was causing that. And, um, the fire was, was started on the ground floor. And my daughter, who was really young at the time, she was only four or five was her, her room was just above that. So it was like this, um, you know, moment of, you know, what is going on in my life up to that point? I, I wasn't really, I wasn't spiritual. I didn't think I was, um, I wasn't religious. I had had a somewhat religious upbringing, but I, I didn't really um, have any sense of what that was. It was a, it was a big mystery. And so um, right at, right at that point, I got a, another, a job where I was, I, me and my, my wife at the time and my daughter, we moved out West and I ended up moving to a town in uh, Southern Oregon called Ashland. And I ended up, I was, I was a real seeker at that point. I was like, you know, life is hard. Where, where's, you know, where, where are the answers, you know? So I was definitely a spiritual seeker. And I, um, I reached out to this church, which was a progressive, pretty spiritual church in, in Ashland, Oregon. Um, and I basically got really into, um, like spiritual Christian teachings. And that has to do with like um, reading texts, like biblical text, and, and um, in a spiritual way, like repeating uh, the, some of the lines over and over again, and even repeating certain mantras for hours at a time. And um, at one point, I would say by the time around 2004, I had a dream which coincided with my spiritual awakening. And that dream was um, I was floating down a really narrow stream in a, almost like in a canyon in the Southwest somewhere. And I was floating, but I was, I was facing backwards. I was facing upstream. <clears throat> in other words, it was like I was, my life was going downstream, like everybody's life, but I, I couldn't see what was going on. But because I was doing all of this spiritual work with the, with biblical text, I was, um, something was shifting inside of me. And in the dream, even though I was facing upstream, I knew there was something, there was some, somebody watching me on the bank down below. And I turned, I turned around in the boat to see who it was. And there were three eagles on the bank. And one of the eagles was staring at me. And it was almost like these spiritual entities, they were like eagles, forced me to turn my body around so that I could see what was going on in my life. And for me, it was like a spiritual 
it was a symbol symbol of spiritual awakening. And there was a there was a text in a bib in the Bible which was like um, uh, has to, had to do with uh, two people lying in bed together. I think it was in Luke chapter seven nineteen or something. Um, one one is resting the other the other leaves and it's like well where did the body go and 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 um jesus says where the body is there the eagles are gathered together and it was like that that text was like in my dream showing me that i was moving into this period of spiritual awakening now there's so much symbolic sim symbology i think in that dream i'm just i'm trying to like pick at what i would notice just by what you described and you said that you were in a boat floating downstream looking upstream now you could you can interpret this so many different ways but i think i'm not sure what's going through your mind but i would think like you think that you're descending into something the unknown because you're not looking in that direction and you're you're going away from something you might know already and i think you had to like kind of like let go of of um knowing what's actually happening and sort of sort of having having the security that having the thought that you're already safe wherever it's taking you but you did turn around in the dream and you said there's three eagles now eagles resonates with me a lot i'm still trying to figure out what but i've been told in many readings that uh eagles is one of my spirit animal spirit guides currently so yeah i resonate with yeah and that's the same for me the eagle totem what i know about myself is i have four major animal totems and one of them is the eagle and the eagle represents vision you know it's like um the eagle's flying high in the sky and can look down and see um, things on the ground from very far distance. So it, it's, it's a very visionary kind of animal. And it's also in indigenous mythology, it's like, it's almost like the thunderbird. It's, it represents the thunderbird, which is like the um, protector spirit, protecting the people from serpent beings so yeah it's a really awesome animal totem yeah you said you have other four other animals now yeah. do you want to elaborate on that like what type sure. of animals they might be sure so um and then this kind of ties into this um experience i had which started my journey on on understanding my starseed past so um so two two of the animal totems are birds you know it's um eagle and hawk and hawk is like a messenger from the spirit realm um and then the third one is the stag the stag is the male you know um deer and my understanding of the male deer is 
and the word stag can have all kinds of connotations that are good or bad. But what I think of the stag is um, protector of the feminine. Because the stag, they have groups of deer and there's the male and then there's several of the doe and they are protected by, by him. Um, and that fits me to a T. It's all, you know, Mother Earth protecting Mother Earth. She's a divine feminine. And it's like, it really makes sense for me to have that totem. And then the fourth one is the wolf. And the wolf is um, like a pathfinder. And the wolf can be seen also as a as kind of the lone wolf, as, as someone who um, likes to travel on their own, although they do have, you know, wolves. That can go either way because wolves wolves are in packs, but but definitely on the pathfinder. That's very interesting that you know you have a knowing of these these animals. Now, is it usually through your dreams or like when you see them in person? Like, did you have the experience in person first, or was it through your dreams? How did you know that you have this guides? Um. Well, obviously, that dream about the eagles was an indication, um, was the first indication to me. And um, I've also been around people who, who are very intuitive, who, who have mentioned these animals more than once to me, that they were my animal guides. And I, I do want to mention about people who are psychics or mediums that I have actually relied on over the years. Um, because sometimes we, we want to find out about things about ourselves and sometimes we have blind spots and so we can develop our intuition, but um, there are situations where we might not completely understand a situation around ourselves because we're just too close to it. Yeah, I can understand the blind spot part because sometimes you need somebody else to point out things about you so you can work on that. Is that Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's been a real help to me over the years. Yes. As I have gone through my spiritual awakening, um, I've reached out to certain people. And the thing about psychics and mediums, I'll just say is that there are many people who have these gifts and we really all have these gifts to some extent, but some of these people that are out there that um, you pay money to, to, to help you see things. Um, they might have the gift, but they might not be healthy enough to help you really. So you have to be careful about who you choose to help you. Yeah, I, I agree with that part. Now I wanted to get, into a note here you have a personal connection to what people may know of as mythical creatures now when it comes to mythology what truth do you know from your experiences and what connections do you have with them so mythology is really interesting um i I am not an expert on mythology, but I will tell you that um, a lot of mythology, when you read mythology, is the stories have been handed down for so long 
that they might not be <clears throat> exactly truthful, like literally, but there is a truth to to what they're what they the myth story is talking about. Um, so I'll give you one example. Um, in Irish and Scottish mythology, um, they talk about these people that were giants. So in the Irish mythology, there's a lot of uh, writings about this man named Finn McCool, and he was actually a giant. And so the thing about giants is that they are usually portrayed as um, mean and vulgar and violent. And in Scotland, there's a myth story about a giant called Ben and Donner. <clears throat> and again, there's, it's like they're, they're waging war against each other, you know, and, but what I know about giants is part of my starseed story on the earth in which um, when I came down to earth, I was taken in by a family of people and they were giants. And what I know about them is they were very gentle and they were very kind and they, I call them the silent ones because they didn't, um, they didn't talk, but they were telepathic with each other. And they, they say like in the Aboriginal communities in Australia that they, they talk to each other through telepathic means. So it's not unheard of. So again, the myth stories kind of get, they kind of go on their own path. The story becomes something different than the truth. But what I believe is that there have been giants on the earth and these are people I would say over seven feet tall. And there are lots of um, writings about this, even in newspaper stories in the US, like back in the thirties, they uncovered bones that were of very large people, but this has all been, um, I would say covered up. Um, people didn't really wanna know about that, that story. Well, I'm open to any mythical, anything that experiences that you have had. Um, you you, okay. you, made, you made a note about unicorns, and I want to learn about unicorns. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, unicorns. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I have, a, I have a very special story about unicorns, um, and it came to light to me just recently, just in the last few months. So I'm very excited about it. This is kind of like has changed my life um, very recently. Um, so I was, uh, I, I journeyed to Scotland. So I've spent a lot of time in Ireland and Scotland. And I hadn't really encountered unicorns up to this point, except for this story about a very famous figure in um, Christianity in Ireland, his name was St. Columba. Uh, St. Columba lived in the 500s. 
he was one of like the big three of in, of in the Christian world in Ireland. It was St. Patrick, St. Columba, and um, St. Bridget. <clears throat> they all lived around the same time. And they brought Christianity to Ireland. You know, St. Patrick is known as the patron saint of Ireland, and he came came to Ireland. It's a long story, but he kind of brought Christianity to Ireland along with these other two. Um, but St. Columba, I was in Scotland in 2016. I was on the Isle of Iona, and St. Columba has a very um, deep and long history with the Isle of Iona. He was basically self-exiled out of Ireland, and that's a long story, but he ended up um, sailing to the Isle of Iona in the year 563, and he, he was known for starting uh, these um, communities like uh, churches and monasteries, and so he actually built a monastery on the Isle of Iona, and whenever I tuned into St. Columba, I noticed I was seeing his energy was um, like the unicorn. And I was like, well, what's the unicorn? It's like, it's like he was, he had, his energy is like the unicorn with wings. So it's like a Pegasus unicorn. <clears throat> and I, I always saw that when I was to go overseas to do a tour with people, I would always invoke his energy to to move out ahead of us and when i did that it seemed like everything would turn out like the unicorn what i what i understand about the unicorn in my in my view is that the unicorns exist they they're in another dimension so we don't see them but their energy is um you ask them to go somewhere ahead of you and they clear the energy and, and change the energy of where you're going. And it, it, it makes everything all right. Um, they're very so, high, high dimensional beings. So to put this in the terms for people to understand, because a lot of people might not understand other dimensional beings. And mm -hmm. um, when when we watch movies and shows, I guess the best way I could put this is probably Harry Potter when he has the Patronus charm and <laughs> he, he casts, you know, expecto Patronum and there's the stag. Would that be a similar experience? Like how you would, how would you imagine that? Yeah. That's very beautiful. Yeah. To bring, to bring their energy and you call them in, <clears throat> you call yeah. them in and you ask them, to to help you now can anybody could call upon any type of energy and like at any time like can i call upon the unicorn energy when i feel like i need some guidance or some some type of path forward without having a connection to it i don't well <clears throat> it helps to have the connection and so but I don't see why you can't. I don't see why you can't do it. Because and then the more you do it, the more connection you have with them. And yeah. they might even show up in your dreams at that point. Because you you are asking you are you are saying to them, I believe you. I believe you exist. And hey, I'm gonna call you in. I'm gonna ask you 
hey, I got I got to go to this interview tomorrow. Hey, I'm going to ask you to go into that building. I'm going to ask um, a family of unicorns to go in there and just stand around. They're huge. They're huge creatures. And just think about, and you can think about it yourself, how that would feel if all these beautiful creatures they're maybe they're why i see them as white and they have like rainbow manes it's like you could see them standing around there well what is that how's that going to affect your energy you're going to be pretty like hey this is pretty cool i'm i'm pretty stoked to come into this building with these these animals standing around in here creating really high vibrational energy for me um to walk in here and talk to these you know people in this interview so yeah i i think i think like just the connection you have with them brings out your i don't know if you ever heard this this term that your inner child like that that connection with 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 spirit and it brings out like for me when i think about unicorns i remember this show back in i think it was the 90s or 80s or whatever it's called journey to journey of the unicorn or something ever heard that movie I haven't, but I think it's called I think it's called Journey of the Unicorn, but it's all about <laughs> mythology, mm-hmm. and it it really opens up the doors, saying like, like you can believe anything you want, and it's oh, like, all is possible. Yeah, yeah, it's it's beautiful. But well, let me talk to you. Let me just say because you brought up the inner child and like childlike innocence. That's what happened to me. The, to make this connection really strong is I was I went back to the Isle of Iona um, in September of this year with with two other people and we understood from somebody one of my the, one of the friends I was with she had talked to somebody in Scotland who said oh yeah there's unicorns in Scotland in fact uh, Scotland uh, Actually, the symbol for Scotland is the unicorn. So if you see a, um, the, the, um, the, the uh, symbol for, for the UK, United Kingdom, which is, you know, Wales, uh, England, Scotland, and Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. you'll see on one side of this symbol um, is the lion, which represents England. And then the other symbol on the left-hand side is the unicorn. And you'll see the unicorn symbol all over Scotland. And so we were on this island and I, we, so one of the things we did, we went, we went, walked up this hill on the northern side of the island. It's only three miles long, this island. It's um, just filled with history, um, especially around St. Columba. But we walked up on this hill and there was a well there and it's called the Well of Eternal youth and it's very small it's maybe 20 feet wide um like a pool and it's heart shaped and i was just getting it's just all about childlike innocence like you were talking about and so we were sitting there meditating and i closed my eyes and i saw that one of my guides one of my spirit guides was actually sending to me across the water this image of a unicorn and I was just stunned. I was like, what is this? This it's, it's like she was sending this unicorn into my body, this energy of the unicorn. And 
And she just had a huge grin on her face. Like, this is the child. This is the child. This is like play. And this is joy. And then my friend, one of my friends, um, her name is Anaya, was, was there too. And she didn't know this was happening to me. And about four or five minutes later, she looked up at me and she said, David, you are a unicorn. She just said it like that. And I was just like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? And it was like, there was this moment of what is going on? What is going on in this situation? It's, and, and I, at the moment, I just chose to really enjoy it because it was really fun to have that experience. And my feeling about what happened was, is that this connection with St. Columba, um, what I feel about it now is it was a past life. I was with Columba when he came to the island. And I feel like we connected with unicorns when we were there. We didn't expect to, but because they were there, I feel like we became part of their family. And that's why I see when every time I see St. Columba and I close my eyes and I see him, it's the unicorn. And it's like we we somehow uh, took on some of that, the character of a unicorn. That's very so St. Columba is the unicorn, his 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 um is his, his symbology or is actually he is the unicorn. Well, I think he's the unicorn, but see, there's nothing been written about this. This is all, you know, something that I have uncovered, but I don't know of anyone who has talked about this. He's, you know, his, he lived so long ago that, you know, they talk about, they talk about St. Columba as um, he was a leader like he's almost like he's I almost see him like with a staff, a wooden staff, and he has his flock of sheep around him. He's he was always he was a leader of of his community. And he was also known as a mystical healer. So I know he had a mystical side. Maybe it wouldn't surprise me, you know. Yeah, possibly could be I don't know what type of word I would use to use this other than shapeshifter or mm -hmm. like kind of like a animal shapeshifter type of thing absolutely yeah now i wanted to get into your connection as well that with with fairies that you have now okay yeah 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 i'd love to talk and that's something recent too because um last december um well, let's let's say last fall. Last fall, I was living in Arizona, so I was living there, and um, I did make a trip up to the Pacific Northwest, and um, I was doing different ceremonies on the land by myself, and I ended up in Mount Shasta, California, where I live now, and I felt that my guidance, those on the other side were telling me to come and, and live here. So I answered that call and I left Arizona and I moved up to Mount Shasta in December of last year. <clears throat> and what I've discovered is that up 
so Mount Shasta is in the northern part of California, about one hour south of the Oregon border. So it's really far north. It's not in the Bay Area. It's way. It's like three or four hours north of the Bay Area. And it's a mountain that's over 14,000 feet tall. And it's, it's like the southernmost part of the Cascade Range, I would say. And as, as you probably know, the Cascade Range actually runs all the way up through Canada. I think Mount Garibaldi or something is the northern part, which is near, what is it, Whistler maybe? Possibly. Um, I'm actually not familiar with it, but yeah, I know where so, Whistler is. Yeah, it goes all, so there's right across the border in Washington, there's Mount Baker, and then it goes to Mount Adams and Mount St. Helens, all the way down. It goes all the way down into California. So here, I mean, I'm in a town called Mount Shasta. It's a little town of like 3,500 people at the base of this really tall mountain. And the interesting part about it is, is that I started connecting with people here that I felt had connections to fairies. And I was like, well, why are these people here? And I think it's because there are just, there, there are fairies all over Mount Shasta. And the fairies and what, and what are, who are the fairies? I mean, to me, my definition of a fairy is some sort of, uh, it's a nature spirit that is here to protect the nature, you know, protect the plants, protect the trees, protect, protect the land. And so my first connection when I moved here with fairies was I knew I was to live in a certain house. There was a house for rent and I just knew that was the house for me. So I applied for it and I, I was accepted and I moved into this house and in the back of this house, there is a water feature. It's like a stone wall. Um, and there were pipes that run into a reservoir and then the, the, the water runs out of the reservoir down this, down this wall, down this path into a pond. Well, it doesn't work. It's, uh, it's, it was broken. There's the, the, it was disconnected. But one thing I know is that there are fairies and other kind of mystical beings that live in the wall. And the first one I, I sensed in my mind was this gnome. I don't know what, I don't even know what a gnome is. It was just like, oh, here's a gnome. His name is Johnny is what, mm -hmm. what I got. And then I knew there were other fairies that lived in the wall. And so I contacted my psychic friend who lives in Oregon, Bend, Oregon. Her name is Kara. And I said, Kara, what do you see around this wall? What do you see? And she goes, oh, you have fairies in your wall. She goes, they're, they're supporting you. They're helping you. And I was like, well, that's a nice affirmation to have. Um, and then to take this story a little further, like I've done ceremonies up on the mountain with the fairies, with people that are, were, I knew were connected to fairies. I, I did two different ceremonies up there on the mountain. And we were talking about protecting the mountain during the fire season and asking the fairies to protect the mountain. Um, and then before in August, before I left on my trip over to Ireland and Scotland, I was meditating out in the, my backyard near the wall. And in my mind's eye, not 
literally, I saw this spirit, like nature spirit, come towards me. And I'm like, who is this? And she told me her name and she said, I know you're going to Scotland and will you, can we come with you? It was like her and her family or tribe. And I was like, do I want, who are these people? <laughs> who are these things? <laughs> but I tuned in and it was like, they're really sweet. And I was like, okay, yeah, you can come with me because they wanted to go back. They said they were from Scotland. They were over here and they wanted to go back to Scotland and they knew I was going and they wanted to, it was like they needed a person to help them go back. I don't know why. So I said, yes, you can come with me. And then I'd close my eyes and I saw them packing their bags, which is funny. I mean, it's not, it's not literal. <laughs> it's kind of like figurative. Like they're, yeah. they're getting ready to go. And then, um, so I put, I, I actually put a video on TikTok about this and it went viral. And then people were like, well, how did they get over there? Did they go, to, did they go to the airport with you? Did they, I mean, <laughs> what happened? And and what I saw was that, no, they, I mean, they actually traveled down through the forest from Mount Shasta down to the Bay Area. And then they made sure I got into the airport. And then they, they have like these highways. They have these. Spiritual um, highways. Spiritual highways in other dimensions. And that's how they travel. So they, they traveled across with me. Um, and then when I got to Scotland, there's a very special place um, called the Isle of Skye. And the Isle of Skye is just all about natural beauty. And they're all pla they're places that are um, have the names like Fairy Glen on the Isle of Skye and Fairy Pools. So the Fairy Pools. And I was seeing they wanted to go back to the Fairy Pools and that's where they were from. So it's an incredibly beautiful area and it's all just natural. There's no developments around or anything. And you just go walk up this stream that's coming down from this mountain and there's all these series of pools. And so one of the pools was where they used to live. And so we went back there and um, had a little celebration that they got to go home. That's, that's I think <laughs> they had to ask you so you would have confirmation in your mind that they were with you. I think that's why they asked you. Because they probably could have went there, but like just knowing. Yeah, I, I think that's true. Um, but also I think uh, what I know about beings in another dimension is often they, they need somebody who's physical mm -hmm. to, to work with. Um, to manifest something on the earth because they're not physical. That's so true. That, that's something I've been thinking a lot about, but I'm not absolutely sure about that. No, I, I, I can see how that works because like, this is why not every, anybody knows all the answers. We need other people to complete the puzzle. And that also works with different realms of dimensions. I wish I was as gifted as you or other people I had on the show I, I'm not there yet. I think I can. I think it can be. Oh, I, 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 yeah, I'm sure you are. It's, it's a matter of finding the right tools to help you uh, develop your intuitive gifts. 
Yes. I, I need a I think I need a mentor is what I, I resonate and I, I'm being called to find a mentor who's who's willing to teach at least not the entire thing, but just to open the door so I can or show me the door so I can open walk through it, you know, like kind of like a matrix yeah. reference there. But yeah, I have a lot of friends or not I would say, say a lot, but I have a I have a quite a few few friends and one in particular who is fascinated by fairies. And they're so they're so they're they like it gets them really excited. So I'm I'm excited. Yeah, they probably had they probably had some um contact with them in other lifetimes. Yeah. I would not be surprised. That's interesting. Yeah. Like and the gnome, the gnome, the the, the name of the gnome his name's Johnny. <laughs> well that's what I <laughs> yeah, his name was Johnny, and that there was right around Christmas time last year, and I, I, and, and this might sound sacrilegious, but I put, I found a gnome um, uh, ornament, and I put him on, I put him on the top, well, to represent him. <laughs> everybody does things for their own, their own <laughs> reasons, right? Yeah. But this ties into our next, because I, I noticed a little pattern here. It's where you travel you notice these different, you pick up on these energies mm -hmm. of these different dimensions. Yeah. Now you're talking about in the notes here, we have some notes and it says med med meridians and ley lines of the earth. Now, for those who don't know what a meridian or a ley line is, could you explain what they are? Okay. So, um, well, what I know about it, I'm not an expert on it, but um, there are known ley lines that run all around the earth and they're like um it's like energy lines um electromagnetic energy that's running i don't know if they're not necessarily completely straight but when you see people write about them or whatever they 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 um make them on a map it, it looks straight but they may not might not be completely straight and they might not be completely on the earth they might like the ley lines might go up into the air and back down again there's just all mm -hmm. kinds of different um patterns of these lines but what i do know is that the ancient people were very they were very different from us and they they could really feel energy um probably not everybody but you know they when you see like people in europe who built stone circles they build them on ley lines and it has to do with um when you sit in that kind of energy it it can change you it can literally like uh bring you yep. into a different state of consciousness so meridians are similar but i would but they're different because a meridian, like in in acupuncture, you know, in like therapy for, for your body, mm -hmm. um, you know, in India, I think they mapped out all these meridian lines in your body so that if you put an acupuncture needle like in your hand in this particular place, it helps you if you have a headache. Um, so it's like, well, how does that work? Well, there are these energy lines that run through your body and it's your, 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 
activating a line with the acupuncture needle and it's running up to your brain and it's alleviating the, the headache. Well, the earth, it is my belief that the earth has meridians too. And how that works is you could be in a stone circle in somewhere in Scotland doing a ceremony and there's an energy line that runs from that circle, say, to a place like Iran. So what is ha what's happening? You're actually sending intentions in the circle and it's actually the intentions are being sent to this other place, much like the acupuncture needle on your hand, alleviating your headache. Mm -hmm. It's like you're sending this energy from one spot and it's impacting people or things in another spot. Now, I would like to comment on this, um, that I notice patterns and I'm good at connecting dots. I wouldn't mm -hmm. say I'm the expert at dot connecting, but I like to <laughs> have an idea of how, or my opinion on how things are connected in certain ways. Now, the ley lines with certain monuments, like you say the Stonehenge and, and certain ancient, I guess, structures, I would say, because a lot of the world, all over the world, there's different pyramids. And I feel like when you're, you, I'm going to use acupuncture as like an analogy, like you can use pyramids as, as structures that are kind of like a, like an acupuncture needle in the ley line or the meridian. Mm -hmm. And that's where the energy is amplified at that certain area. And we're, we're also attracted as humans to kind of like these areas where these pyramids are as well. Yes. I, I agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's my take on it. Cause I'm like, there might yeah. like not all the, the stories might not resonate with everybody when it comes to pyramids and be like, Oh, it's just a, it wasn't even a burial place. Right. They didn't have any tombs. It was more like it was, um, what do you call it? Um, I'm not familiar with pyramids too much. Like it was more like they stored all their treasures there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, then they buried them somewhere yeah. else, but it's it raises the vibration of whatever's there and around it. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. Now, is there any other topic that we haven't covered so far that you want to dive deeper into? Uh, gosh, we've, we've covered a lot. Um, time went by fast for me. I, I, I'm, I'm like enjoying this a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm too. Um, no, that, that was, um, that was quite a bit. Um, all right. Yeah. You know, we, we can yeah, always have, we can always have another conversation. Yeah, I think I would love, I We'd love to talk about the starseed thing, but I mean, we can do that maybe another, if you want to do another session sometime, we can, I would love to do that with you, actually. It was great. Yeah, um, it, this was amazing. I, it, like, cause I, I, it's pretty rare <laughs> to have someone in this type of experience. Like you have a lot, you have a lot of experience. A lot of it was actually recent too. You said like in a couple months. I know, when some you of moved. The yeah. 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 It's been, it's been like all these threads, like from my spiritual awakening, it's like, all these threads are like coming back and reconnecting to all these other things. And it's, um, it was just, it's just like surprising. 
I love it. I love it. And I, I just want to, I want you to have the best experience moving forward as well. So I hopefully you have more blessings coming to you and more to talk about as well. Like I know you have a lot more. So uh, I would love for you to let the audience know where they can find you. And you also have a book coming out. Um, yes, yes. You can speak about that if you wish. Okay. Yeah. So where you can find me online is spiritoftheunicorn.com. That is my website. And I have I have created meditations that I've channeled um, from spirit about protection and about grounding and about clearing. And I also do intuitive guidance readings. I also, let's say you have a question about your life that is something really important going on for you you can email me a question and there's a fee for that and then i will answer that for you um i'm also planning another tour back to scotland and also back to the isle of iona i feel like there's something really important to to kind of um bring together there um with the unicorns and with saint columba and I would love for anyone who wants to go on a magical journey with me. Uh, that's in May of 2023. And that's on my website too. That's on the homepage. I describe all of that on spiritoftheunicorn.com. And then my book is entitled Where Heaven and Earth Meet, Stories of Healing, Magic, and Remembrance at Sacred Sites. So this book is about a lot of my journeys and a lot of my experiences at different places. Um, that are very magical and this book is going to be published early next year that i'm i'm so excited for that you're going back to you said scotland right i love oh, yeah i love um iona yes yes and that's that opens up an opportunity because I'm thinking about going out that way. I don't exactly know exactly where yet because my friend said he's from the UK and he wants to have a meeting. Mm -hmm. So I think okay, if, if everything lines up, maybe I might go out there. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I would love to have you be fantastic. Yeah. I don't want to get your hopes up too much, but yeah. okay. financially, I have to work things out because I'm already going to Costa Rica some in January next year. So Okay. That would be, I mean, Great. I'm probably not your only trip, but that would be exciting. Yeah. But yeah. yeah I'm planning um, some more trips next year, but that's the first one. It'll be in May. So. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to plug my website and handle in here. It is uh, the-meta-verse.com. And you can find us on Instagram at Twitter and Twitter at the underscore meta underscore verse. Uh, you can find this podcast with video on Spotify and Google Podcasts with audio, Apple Podcasts with audio, and and whatever else podcasts people have uploaded to. So yeah, thank you so much, David, for your time here. And just stick around for a few minutes. We can talk a little okay. bit. But yeah. thanks, everybody, Sounds for great. watching and listening. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.